as entrepreneurs, as people who are founders and taking an idea that we have or a concept that we have and really leaning in when something new comes out to ask questions, to be curious about new technology or new or new advances or new whatever, because that is what's going to help us as founders, as entrepreneurs, people who have an idea and want to make it a reality, that's going to help us to move forward faster and really be the front runner. Welcome to the C-Suite Mentor, the place where you will learn the tools, strategies, and mindset to scale your business sustainably and build a lasting legacy. I'm your host, Teresa Cantley. As a fellow CEO, I understand what it takes to scale a business to seven and multiple eight figures. It's not necessarily what you might think. It requires a complete shift in how you think, strategize, and execute key actions in your business. My mission is to help CEOs step back into the driver's seat of their business by optimizing their operations, empowering their team, and staying in total alignment with their big vision. So are you ready to exchange everything that hasn't worked for strategies that will? You're in the right place. So let's go. Are you ready for this? Yeah, I am. Okay. All right. So welcome back. I have my friend and he's also a client of mine, but he's become my friend over the past, what, year we've worked together? Year Um, and a half. Year and a half. Jake Adams, who runs, I'm going to get it right, Simplified EDU. Simplified, right? Okay. I got it right. Simplified EDU. Simplified EDU, which is a, a virtual tutoring company. And it's more than just tutoring. It's really about helping kids to develop their confidence, their courage, and really to help them hone in on on that vision that they have for their life. And he does that through education. And I brought Jake on today because Jake is like my go-to whenever I want to talk about innovation and technology and, you know, whatnot. I can have a conversation with him about all kinds of things. And Jake has taught me a lot about AI. And I had Jake on previously, and we talked more about what he does in his in his business and who he is as an entrepreneur. But I wanted to kind of shift the conversation a little and talk more about, well, first of all, Jake, thank you for, having, for coming on again. Yeah, of course. <laughs> you excited for this? Yeah, I'm excited. I, I, I love, I'm an AI nerd. And I mean, I don't, I don't know that much because everything is just like so vast in terms of like what's possible there. But yeah. But that's the whole point of having this conversation because yeah. AI just came out not that long ago. And everybody, well, it's it's been out there for a while. It's just that it's really become mainstream and in everybody's face more recently. And the thing is, is that as entrepreneurs, as people who are founders and taking you know, an idea that we have or a concept that we have and really leaning in when something new comes out to ask questions, to be curious about new technology or new or new advances or new whatever, because that is what's going to help us as founders, as entrepreneurs, people who have an idea and want to make it a reality, that's going to help us to move forward faster and really like be the front runner. And so many people, when new stuff comes out, I mean, I remember when Zoom, when the capability of doing 
Zoom calls, which back in the day, it was go to webinar, go to meeting. When that came out and people were so afraid of it. And then when Zoom came out, it was like, oh my gosh, you could do this virtual webinar or this virtual meeting. And, you know, it was kind of all weird. But people, like I leaned into it long ago. So, you know, I've been doing virtual webinars or virtual meetings for a very long time. I don't want to tell you exactly how long because then I'm going to date myself. But but with this whole AI, so many people are afraid of just even looking into it and understanding what it's all about. And again, it's something new. And instead of running away from the uncertainty behind it, I think being curious and leaning into it is super important. And that's exactly what Jake has done, which is why I brought him here to talk a little bit about kind of his journey with the whole AI and how he's using it in his business as a founder, as a CEO, as a small business owner. So Jake, tell us a little bit about how you got interested in AI and let's go from there. Okay. Yeah, I guess I've I've always been interested in it or so as like a science fiction fan and just like you, you know, AI has been around in science fiction for such a long time and now that it's more mainstream, it's been it's been around for quite a while as well, mm-hmm. but now it's just so much more approachable and being integrated into a lot of things. So, I would say like the main AI that I'm primarily working with is ChatGPT. And there's a lot of different AIs. It's like everyone has an AI, but the broader category is referred to as like the technology itself is like a large language model, meaning like basically like these AI <laughs> are just computer programs that basically go through and say, okay, let's read, you know, the text or question that is presented and let's interpret that and come up with a probabilistic interpretation of what is being asked of me. And then to produce the answer, all it's actually doing is really quickly, a word at a time, deciding what word comes next. And there's some other, you know, like there's some other AI that work a little bit different and there's different technologies that can, you know, make things work. But that's the basic principle is like, it's just, it's just a computer program that's, you know, able to very accurately interpret what it is you're trying to ask it and then produce an answer one word at a time. And how does it, because I know one of the things that freaks people out is exactly whoops, what AI, I just bumped my mic, AI kind of started out in science fiction. You know, I come from the laboratory world and I remember way back in the day when I was still in lab research, talk about it and kind of the utilization of it. Why is it and like I said, I think a lot of people are afraid of it because of what we've seen in sci-fi. What is it that, like, why do you think, or what do you think the future of it is? Like, what are we, how are we using it now? And do you, like, do you think it could potentially come like something out of sci-fi? I think what's going on in sci-fi that's referred to as like more general intelligence, right? Mm-hmm. So artificial intelligence right now is very narrow. And it's like, okay, it can perform a certain set of tasks and it has some sort of training on it or like it's trained on a data set and then it's understood how to work with that data set. And then it will go ahead and, you know, do whatever application you want it to do. And in the case like 
that we're you know really working with right now is like it's all chat it's all text based but there are other ai models that are like in computer vision or there are other ai models that are actually like taking computer vision translating it into language and then translating it into robotic programming mm-hmm. so like there's all kinds of different applications and right now everything's pretty narrow but the like sci-fi version of like general intelligence is like oh this thing is going to learn how to learn and develop its own way of learning about the world around it and like develop its own almost consciousness and that's quite a ways off i think um (laughs) and uh even if that did develop that you know that would just i don't know it would be interesting if if nothing else um but so tell us a little bit about um Okay, so now we understand that it's single language, right? Is that what you said? It's it's like single application. So single application. everything is very narrow. And there's actually something that I kind of wanted to talk about today too, is like when you, the more common thing and the mo- most useful thing that people, you know, will work on right now is it's conversational programming through chatbots and chat GPT and all these things. We're using our language and this is kind of like where the lay person has always been left out of the technical component of like working with technology that can really do powerful things is like, we don't know how to generally talk to computers. Normally you have to code, you code in, in different code languages and you're t- all you're doing is you're using a specific language to talk to the computer. And now we've just turned that into natural language. We're saying, mm. I can say, Hey, I want to make a cheese sandwich. <laughs> and then it will come back with an answer as to like how you could do that. And you'd say like, well, I want it to be more elaborate or I want this or that or whatever. And like, that's the power that we have now is we get to speak in natural language to computers. Whereas before we needed more intense like syntax and like you needed to learn a language that was a more technical language in order to speak to the computer. So really because of that, anybody can use it. You don't need to be... You don't need to be a, a programmer in order to be able to use Chappie And you don't even need to understand programming language to use it. No, you don't need any of those things, but you can certainly benefit from having those backgrounds and also thinking in that way. Because something that's different is like I said, conversational programming, right? Mm-hmm. That's still that programming component. You can actually get really sophisticated with the way that you talk to the computer. So like, for instance, I'll often say, hey, I want you to pretend to be, you know, like I'll be talking to ChatGPT and I'll say, I want you to pretend to be a marketer or a copywriter or whoever. And I want you to have these types of personality components. And this is a task you're going to help me accomplish. And then I'll give it very specific instructions. Like I'm going to tell you these things. I want you to reply ready when you're ready for that information. After you take those things, I'm going to give you another set of instructions and I want you to do something with those instructions. And then you'll mm-hmm. give me an answer to, you know, various questions that I'll ask you. But it's like, it, it's literally like you're almost talking to another person, but you have to think out your conversation with them of like, this is how I want it to go. Interesting. Yeah, no, it, t- it totally makes sense. On, I had done an episode and I, you inspired me to do it on one of my podcasts episodes a little while ago about, you know, don't be afraid of it, but also like you need to understand some things before leaning into it. And based on what you just said, you know, really understanding who your customer is for, or who your customer is, I should say, 
you know, different things about them so that you can tell ChatGPT or whatever AI you're using, make that those questions or when you're talking to it and you're telling it what you want it to do, you're giving more specific, you know, specific things so that they can learn yeah. faster and give you a more specific answer. Because I know people that go in and they ask it a question and it gives them something generic. And mm-hmm. like for me, like somebody would say, well, how... Give me the three productivity tips that entrepreneurs need. So, of course, it's going to spit out something generic. That's not necessarily what I believe in So, or what I teach in my own business. So, the more you understand your ideal customer, the more you understand also the intention behind what you want to use it for, the more specific you can get with it and then get a more specific answer to what you're asking so that you can use it, right? Yeah. And so along that same line of conversation, there's actually within most AI technologies, there's something called a conversation key. So there's dedicated memory and you could even think of the AI as learning from your conversation with it. And it has a specific like key that it will usually assign to conversations or to specific tasks or trainings. And you, it has a key and that key like kind of, you know, make sure that that conversation is tailored to what's come before. So if you, like we're saying, you, you ask say, give three us an questions. Example. Yeah. Give us yeah. Yeah. So if, if we just went with your example of like, give us three productivity tips, right. And then you could say, actually, you know, those are pretty general in the conversation. You'd say, those are pretty general. Here's a little bit about me. And then you say, you know, like I'm, super organized and I really like things to be a certain way, but sometimes that gets in the way of what I'm doing. What could I do then? And then you could just tell it stuff about your personality and then it can tailor those tips to you. And then there's actually also something that I've done in the past. This is just a different example. But one time I decided that I wanted to kind of just do a sentiment analysis of the poetry that I've written over the years. So all the different poems that I've written put them through. And I asked it it to do a sentiment analysis and understanding what the poem's about. And also just like, what does it say about the reader in that moment? Or actually the writer, me. (laughs) And then what I did was I put everything that I had into it. This became a very long conversation between me and the AI. And then at the very end, I asked it for a synopsis of if we're looking at this as a body of work, what are the primary themes? What are the things that this person is interested in or asking about? What could you maybe think, like learn about this person just from what's written? Wow. That's interesting. I never even, well, first of all, I didn't know you, I, I know other things that you've done with the AI, which we're <laughs> going to talk about, but that's, that's really kind of cool. Like that you did that because I know you write poetry and you write amazing poetry but to go in and, and cause you could actually, let's say you wanted to take that poetry and wanted to put it together into a book or yeah. you wanted to, I don't know, even create something to teach people how to write poetry or how to, or use it to find their, what do they call it? What's your, what's the voice that you have when you're writing? Don't they call it like, I think just your voice, your, voice. <laughs> your personal okay. voice, your, yeah. your, your personal voice, your writing, your writing, your writing voice. It's interesting that you did that because the, it would probably give you insights about yourself and about your writing mm-hmm. that maybe you didn't even know so that you can maybe lean into it a little bit more. Yeah, I'd say it was very, very useful as just having a outsider's perspective, right? 
Mm. You could ask your friends, hey, you know, what do you think of this or that? But you could also ask this, you know, tool or this this AI, like, hey, you know, what what do you perceive? And <laughs> it will give you it's still, like I said, that it is running off of a probabilistic program and its language model and like what it's learned, but it'll it understands it learned its language model from us so it can interpret like what we're putting out there. Hmm. That's really fascinating. What is, what did it say about your writing? Um, it's <laughs> in a nutshell, it's a, you don't have to tell us in a nutshell, like there's definitely a lot uh, of preoccupation with like time and like the concept of moving backward and forward in time. And also like as extensional stuff. <laughs> Interesting. Did you ever see that there's an experiment and I can't remember the guy's name and, um, Man, I wish I could remember it, but it just you just reminded me of it. It was this experiment that he had that talks about like explains the concept of time and explains mm-hmm. and it has something to do with like shooting like having a laser or light and shooting it through these holes. I'm going to mess it up. I'm going to mess this experiment up. Do you know which one I'm talking about? Yeah, it basically like time is relative yes. at different like at different reference frames. Interesting. So is that what your poetry yeah. is about? It can be some, sometimes. Sometimes it's just like the idea of like going back, going back or forward or like time being like circular. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. We got off a little, t- a little bit, but that's okay. Yeah. Like I said, I love talking to Jake because he's got, every time I, I, I swear, every time I talk to you, like I find out something new. Something like very interesting. I think that I mean, first of all, you are one of the one of the most like brilliant people that I number one that I've ever met, and number two that I've ever worked with. You know, and had the honor to work with. I mean, some of the like you're creative, but then at the same time you're, you're so like you have this logic that's just like unbelievable, and then the stuff that comes out of it is amazing, which I think is why, not I think, but I know why, you know, you do what you do because you definitely have a way of taking a complicated concept and making it easy for people to understand, but then also in such a way that is not a way that most people would explain it because there's just such an innovation to it, which is going to lead me into my next point of is, you know, you won't, what? Thank you, by the way. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and and it's, it's a pleasure working with you as well. Thank you. Thank you. We always have great conversations, even when you're you're trying to fight me on something. I don't want to do that, Teresa. No, you have to do it. I don't want to, but you do it anyway with a, with a smile. Yes. So I wanted to like kind of lead into, because you know a lot about AI and, you know, you've given us a lot of key concepts about understanding what it's really all about, particularly ChatGPT, but really, you know, what it's all about and kind of how it works, all right? Mm-hmm. But let's talk a little bit more about that innovation that I just referenced and how you're actually using it in your business. Because like I said, you own a virtual tutoring company. You tutor mm-hmm. kids all over the place. You've been doing this for a long time. This is this is kind of like you had you started with a tutoring business and you've kind of morphed it into what it is today. And like I said, it's more your 
the legacy that you're building or the the vision that you have. It's more than about just teaching kids math and science. I mean, that's the vehicle, teaching kids math and science. But you have this innovative way of looking at it, like I said in the beginning of this in the intro, is it's more about teaching kids like how to be creative, how to, how to be confident in what it is that they want, how to be courageous in just like going for it. And that you use education to make that happen. So when it comes to AI, what, what are you doing with it in your own business to kind of take your business to the next level? And, you know, you don't have to divulge any like top things, but just in a general sense, what are you doing with it to really take your business to the next level and really bring out that innovation? Yeah, I'll start with the administrative side and then I'll kind of work into what is actually more exciting in the work that it has or in the applications that it would have with students. So from the administrative side, you know, I use it from everything to like creating our avatars for like our ideal client or for our ideal tutors. And a lot of the time, this is something that is super powerful. And it's actually with kind of for students as well, like the power of questions. When you ask yourself mm. the right questions and you you use AI to help with unpacking your answers and structuring them, that's like huge. So like I'll often put together questions that I have that I want to answer. And then I'll just try and answer them using like, I'll use like Otter AI to record my answers and transcribe them. And then after I ask myself certain questions, like what is our ideal customer or who is the ideal set of tutors that we're trying to hire right now, then I'll run that that like transcript through ChatGPT and ask it for um, an analysis of my answer and an easy to follow like action plan or and easy to follow like profile for, you know, who are the people that we're looking to work with or to get to work for us. The other day I used it for just a little training, like field guide. Basically we are deploying a new resource for tutors and I did a video walkthrough. I did that video walkthrough and that's for tutors to be able to see visually what is going on. But then without having to rewrite another walkthrough, what I did was I took the video transcript and I ran it through ChatGPT and asked, hey, create a field guide with, you know, a, a quick outline of what tutors need to know about this resource. And then it created that for me. I put it into a Google Doc, put the video together and like deployed that to tutors. And that only took me like maybe 10, 15 minutes. Brilliant. And so And I'm glad you did so the video. It, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I did the video so, so that you know tutors can actually see that. But then I had the written component because I think that's another part of like what application it has for students, but even within, you know, working with other people, like we're always learning from each other when we're in the workplace. And so not everybody learns the same way. And that's, I think one Mm -hmm. of the Mm -hmm. things that I really benefit from as a tutor and as somebody who owns a business is like when you're working with other people, like everybody has their own way of communicating and learning. And so like, providing a visual, a written component, an audio component, all those things are really important. Amen. And I think that that was the biggest thing that I messed up on <laughs> when I was earlier in my career, just thinking like, I wrote a guide. Why don't they read it? <laughs> no, I am, I am so, you are speaking my language because I'm so much about that. You're right. Everybody learns differently and you have to have yeah. 
different types of, of things to teach someone because you don't know what's going to resonate, but I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah, no, wait, no, sorry. And then for students, the way that we're incorporating this into the business, and I think is actually for anybody who's trying to learn anything is in such a massive like upgrade in terms of having this, you know, tool at your disposal. It's just like when you're trying to learn new content with ChatGPT or any of the other AIs, you can give it the text or the information that you're trying to learn. It, it does at this point in a lot of cases need to be more more of like something that can at least has like OCR optical character recognition yeah. so you, the computer can read it. And then you can ask it to create a quiz or a test to test your knowledge of the subject or of what you read. Um, so that's something that's, um, you know, helpful in helping students to like have study tools and just get more comfortable with the content that they're learning. But if you're trying to learn content yourself too, like you can test your own knowledge of it. Something that's great about chat GPT application is like once you've given it, you know, a text to work from and essentially like trained it on the information that you want to learn, then you can ask it to create a test for you. You can ask it to like explain things that you're not really clear on. And then this is another part of AI that is really exciting. Remember how I said everything is narrow with AI? Mm. Like a lot of AI are focused on narrow applications, but when you use something like ChatGPT's like model four with its plugins, yeah. basically you get to add different AI together and you, it's kind of, I, I think of it like the best way to explain it is it's kind of like your brain, right? You have a certain region of your brain dedicated to decision-making. Some of it's related to audio processing. Some of it's related to visual processing. And what you're doing when you use an AI with plugins is you're giving it different, different skills and you're asking them to all come together in one place and what I'll often do is I'll like use like an AI PDF reader to do the reading component or train on what I want it to read. And then I'll use ChatGPT or the web. There's a web browser plugin that will pull stuff from the web and then like ask it to pull those things together to then, you know, create a quiz or a test or create a resource um, for students. And when you pull all those different like applications together, you do get a more broad intelligence with the AI that you're using. Yeah, that's I was just I was just writing a note. Like with what you're doing, like you are like changing the face of education. You're kind of the the face of education is gonna change regardless. Let me just say, okay, I'm gonna rephrase that. You are disrupting the industry, the learning industry. The, I want to say like the, I don't even want to just say tutoring, but like, like completely disrupting and innovating the way that people learn and people and the way that people learn, but also the way that we teach based on how people learn. Yeah. There, the way that people learn in the future is going to be, you know, really personalized. It's really going to but it is going to take some component of like someone like myself or somebody else, like showing them, Hey, you have these tools. This is how you can use them on to like tailor this to yourself. And eventually like, it would be great if I've had, you know, ideas about how to do this, but I think the human there's, 
there's a need to have that synergy between you know human and AI instruction and also just in general like whatever industry you're in like humans plus AI it's just like you you're adding the capabilities of like every single person you know every single person can do much more now that they have somebody else helping them or something else <laughs> this is going to sound really far out <laughs> but you know they only you know how they say that people only use 7% of their brain like the other or 3% i i think it's like 7 i think i've heard maybe you've heard a different number let's just go with 7 so the other 93% is being unused. I think I, is it more than I that? don't want no, You can you can totally like just okay. like so give me another number. I, I think that I think that when people say that it's we're only like conscious of we're only consciously using certain parts of our brain. The rest of the brain is doing other stuff to keep well, us alive. Well, it's not just kind of hanging out and having a cup of coffee <laughs> yeah. and when you need me, like tap in. No, but but like <laughs> what you're explaining to me, what you're explaining to me and what this technology is doing in conjunction with a human being is helping us to consciously use parts of our brain that maybe we weren't using before so that we can open up doors that we've never been able to open up before. I think the best analog to this is the, the AI the is to <laughs> AI <laughs> is to what like our current situation is is what it, you know it's like it will be more revolutionary than the internet, right? The internet was like a lot of things were disconnected. There weren't, you know, there wasn't easy access to certain information or skills or other things. And then we went from that world and now we have the internet and we're like, oh, I can't live without it. And mm -hmm. I feel like AI will do the same in the sense that like now everybody has, you know, even more skills at their disposal and mm -hmm. even more, <laughs> in some cases, just more like... <laughs> I don't know. They just have, they have way more of a workforce at their disposal as well. That yeah. Well, to get to, I mean, I just know, you know, going back to the laboratory world and, and cancer research and everything that they're doing, I mean, potentially this could speed up the process with trying to get answers to things, to cures for cancer, cures for different diseases and things that we haven't been able to touch or haven't been advanced in many years, this could actually speed the process up. Yeah. In in Belgium, there's actually, there's certain like cancer detection, like AI that they, I don't know what the legislation around it is right now, mm -hmm. but they identify cancer samples from different like things that there's, examining as a training model but they have a much higher rate of accuracy in detecting cancer than humans but wow they in i think at least in the u.s and a lot of places like that technology isn't allowed to be used because we don't know how it works and that's that's kind of the issue with uh, a lot of ai applications is like there are certain things that legislation just hasn't caught up with it and it they mm -hmm don't want it to be used because we don't understand the mechanism by which the AI is coming to its conclusions. Sure. 
Sure. My husband said that, and I think I mentioned that on my podcast, exactly what you just said, that, you know, eventually they're going to have to regulate it. They're going to have to put some regulations on it, but they're not going to do it until they fully understand. So what, how it's like what you just said, how it's used and how, how it's coming to those conclusions. But what I, what I do know is that once they catch up, there's people like you, there's people like me, you more than me, you know, who have already started to ask the questions. And I love that. I wrote that down, the power of questions. That's huge, huge, because when change happens, you know, the first part is asserting and saying, you know what, I'm willing to lead, lean into this change and lean into this uncertainty. I don't, I don't know what's on the other side of it. I don't know what this is about. The next step of it is asking questions and staying curious. And when you said about the power of questions, like that just like hit hard because more, my grandfather used to say, Teresa, you ask too many questions. Well, I ask questions because I'm curious and Mm -hmm. I'm curious because I genuinely, at the time it was about people. Like I love people. I'm very curious about people. I'm very curious about what their dreams are, what, you know, what they, what is it that they want to do, what their stories are so that I can learn from them and help them. I've always been like that ever since I was little. But um, this is where getting curious and the power of questions, like it's not just about asking it, asking the questions, doing the research, but it's also about taking action in a whole new level to get to either answers or to help get insights so that you can do whatever it is that you're going to do. And I think yeah. that's big. And I, I would say this and something that AI can help with, like for me, I think some of the best work that I ever do comes from somebody asking me a question. And then I have to think about what is the answer to that question. And then when I start to work on the answer and I really think about how, how do I give a good response to this question or come to a solution that, you know, the question implies, that's where a lot of the breakthroughs and whatever I'm doing happen. But something else that AI can do is sometimes you can present what you think is your answer to a question or like there have been applications where people basically have said like, hey, I'm going to give a presentation and they'll record themselves giving a presentation. They'll have the transcript. They'll send it to ChatGPT and they say, okay, well, Actually, what I want you to do is come to me with what do you think our CFO would say about what I'm planning? What are the questions that they would have that they, you know, would maybe want to, you know, mm-hmm. understand before they make this decision? Or, you know, what are the weaknesses that they might point out through their questions? And you can get that third party person or question coming from this third party. <laughs> that's interesting because that's actually going to help people to work together and connect better because if they are asking the questions to get more information or get so that they can get the answers, a, the answers that they need, but also B help the per help the person to understand the situation better that they're going to, to ask the questions. I mean, that's going to take connection in the workplace. I mean, connection with what you do, like that could, again, take things to a whole new level. Yeah. Wow. 
This has been amazing, Jake. So if you, and thank you so much for your time. You know, I know you have a busy schedule. You have a baby on the way, but thank you so much for, you know, for sharing all this really quick. If you could give someone like three things that they could do to, to get started with chat GPT, simple steps that they could do. What would you say? What would you give them? I'd say like first, first step, like just like press all the buttons, ask questions like that you are like, Hey, can it do this? Just like experiment and really like try no hold bar, just asking any question that you can think of and being really specific with it. Um, that would be probably your, bur- your, your best idea like way of understanding what the technology is and what it can and can't do for you. So asking questions (laughs) and yeah. So I'd say that's your first step. Second, I would say that if, if you are a business owner, it is worth paying for. Like the costs are really inexpensive compared to the upside. So like, if you can think of like for chat GPT for the paid version is basically 20 bucks a month. Oh. If you can, if you can think of like, if your time is worth twenty dollars an hour, like, is there any way that this could save me an hour? And I'm sure that the answer is yes. Anybody so like, listening to this sure. episode, if you say no, like, you need to not listen. <laughs> or <yeah. laughs> go ahead. <laughs> yeah. So I would say actually seeing what the paid version can do for you. Okay. And the third one. The third is. Uh, look to see what plugins you might be useful for your particular use case. So like if you're paying for something, the paid versions of or a paid version of ChatGPT at least has plugins that connect you to other AI. And like I said before, that's like turning on different parts of your brain. If you're like you're turning on different parts of the AI assistance brain. And so using that to really supercharge what you're doing. Mm. So good. So good. <laughs> there, I, I took, I wrote down like all these notes as you were talking. I mean, anybody who's listening to this episode, you're probably gonna have, you're probably gonna go back and like listen to it, and then listen to it again, and listen to it again, because this has been eye-opening, like for me. Like, I mean, I know what you've been doing with it, but to hear you explain it in the way you can tell you that you're a teacher, but to hear you explain it in the way that you explain it makes it so. I mean, just so accessible for anybody, number one, but number two, also understanding it's not something to be afraid of. It's actually something to lean into and like you can use it in ways that can really enhance, you know, the experience that you create for your customers, you create for, you know, your your students, you create, I mean, anybody really. So yeah, this is this has absolutely been amazing. Before we go, where can people find you to learn more about Simplify EDU and you? I'd say the best places to look are simplifyedu.com. And if you need, you know, anything, all my contact information is there. Awesome. Awesome. All right, Jake. Well, thank you so much. And thank you everybody for listening. And definitely. If you get a chance, leave us a review. Let us know what you really liked about this episode. Like I said, there's so much gold in here. It's like, and I just got, I literally just got off of a strategic planning session. And I mean, I'm like mind blown by the stuff that you just, I mean, the strategic planning session I was in was phenomenal. 
but like, I'm just mind blown with what you've just told us. So thank you. Thank you so much for joining us. Yeah. It's been awesome. It's great to be here. Thanks so much. All right, everybody. Thank you. And we will see you back here next week. Okay. Hey there. Thank you so much for listening. If you found value on this show, please follow the podcast so you never, ever miss an episode. And I would love, love, love if you would leave a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify for me. Even better, share the show with a fellow business owner ready to step fully into their CEO leadership role. Because right now more than ever, the world really needs next level leaders. And by the way, did you know you can text me all your questions and get real-time feedback? You absolutely can. Just text the word CEO to me at 610-215-2838 to get connected. One last goodie for you before I go. If you're ready to scale your business and have a co-creator working right by your side, my C-suite mentor program may be perfect for you and your possible new second-in-command. Just visit the c to get started.